What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. Uh, week six was a, was a good week of football, so we're here, as usual, to recap those games. Um, thank you for tuning in. Let's get it. What's up? We're back. Um, what was it? Week six. Week six was crazy. There's a lot of really good football, but uh, we'll go ahead and recap our teams. So, Sid, if you want to, if you want to kick us off. Yeah. So, um, started out as a cluster because uh, the t- the game wasn't on TV. Well, it was, but in the Atlanta metro area, in the Atlanta market, you couldn't get it to play. So, I struggled with that the first half keeping up with it on the game stream, but I ended up going back and watching the replay of it and started out really strong, scored 14 points right off the bat, up 14 nothing. Thought we were going to handle business, and then Jeff started turning the ball over. Um, it's Jeff's very Jekyll and Hyde. He'll come out there, look really good, drive, take us right down the field, and then he'll come out there the next drive, turn the ball over. So we're still in that phase with Jeff. Um, I'm hoping that he'll continue to get reps and eventually work his way out of that because his upside is really, really good. When he's not turning the ball over, he's 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 really good. Um, let's see. This past Saturday, he was 12 for 25, so still completing at under 50%, but almost 300 yards for three touchdowns. Um, also threw two picks, like I said, and he also was our leading rusher at 12 attempts, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Um, still not running the ball well. Jameer was 14 carries for 40 yards, and Dante was seven carries for 42 yards. Uh, so that's a problem. Can't really get much going on the ground. And then receiving, though, we're spreading the ball around. Jameer, again, was our leading reception, our leading receiver, three receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. But we, uh, we spread the ball around to Adonikis, Kyrie, Malachi, and Kalani, uh, which is – is ideally what we want. Um, guys that can step up, we can throw the ball to, have better targets. Um, they shared three touchdowns between Jameer, Adonikis, and Kyrie. And uh, two of those touchdown passes were really nice passes from Jeff. So, um, I don't know, 400 total yards, almost 300 of it on the uh, through the air. I think we'd like to be more balanced, be able to run the ball, but that's just kind of where we are with the offensive line. Uh, something weird happened today. Jordan Williams might be done for the year based on like an Instagram post he made. I don't know. It's kind of kind of weird, but he's been injured, didn't play. Um, so tackle guard situation's going to be a mess going forward. Nick Penley's been hurt, but he probably will step in at right tackle now. Uh, and then at guard, you'll have to find somebody else if you can't get Ryan Johnson completely healthy and Kenny Cooper completely healthy. So the bye comes at a good time this week. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, we gave up nearly 500 yards of total offense. Duke was like 12 going in the country going into the this past week in offensive efficiency and offensive output. So it's not like they were terrible on that side of the ball. 
um, but coverage is just bad. Most of that was through the air, a lot of breakdowns of coverage, a lot of missed assignments. Um, Trace Willing needs to be playing at the nickel. He's much better than nickel. Um, in just one-on-one -on -one coverage, he's not good. He doesn't have speed, and when he reads it wrong, he gets toasted. Um, Wanya had a much better game, and um, Jalen King had a much uh, a pretty good game. So on that back end, the safeties played better, but still the coverage is not great. Um, if we don't get an immediate pass rush on us, they're going to find an open receiver. So it's kind of frustrating. Um, we did good on third down, held them at just nine for 21 on third down. We had a fourth down uh, stop, which was big. Um, it was We kind of went back to our bend but don't break defense like we used to have with Ted Roof where they'd drive on us and then we'd make a stop, you know, inside the 20, make them kick a field goal and poor Charlie Ham, their kicker, um, he's terrible. So uh, he missed a couple uh, left points on the field. Linebacker was much better. Uh, Ace definitely had his game. Um, I feel like this is the first game that we've had from a true inside linebacker. Um, that was just, you know, noticeable. The linebacker play was noticeable. So that was good to see. We got to get Keon White back. He's supposed to be coming back after the uh, bye this week stress but for the first time but he didn't actually play um he's going to be our most elite pass rusher um he's our most physical guy so we need him and then at defensive Is that the transfer yeah from old dominion yeah that's what i thought um, he he's he just looks different from from everybody out there um he if you go back and watch his tape from when he played virginia and virginia tech when they when old dominion played them um he just throws tackles around uh he was projected to be an nfl draft pick he didn't play last year because of COVID. And then um, coming into this year when he transferred and he wasn't able to work out with the team because he wasn't enrolled in school yet, but he moved to Atlanta and he broke his ankle working out. So um, he hasn't been able to be right necessarily, not healthy, but he finally did dress out and he's been practicing. So he's supposed to be back for the first time after the bye. So that'll kind of take some of that pressure off Jared Ivey. Um, Jared's been playing really good, but he's playing 60 snaps, 60 snaps a game. I mean, it's just, he's just taking a beating out there. So it'd be nice to get him, get him some reps and then possibly have them on the field at the same time. Sub him in for Jordan Dominic or Kevin Harris, one of those guys. So that'll definitely be a big pickup after this spot. So um, surprisingly, we lost a turnover battle two to one. We threw two picks. We had one pick that sealed the game at the end. Um, but we, we lost a turnover battle, still won the game. Um, with us, we usually don't have that kind of leeway or that kind of, you know, that threshold is, is very uh, small for us. So got left fortunate there, but um, bye week could come at a better time as we had a lot of guys dinged up. So that was about it. Wasn't, wasn't a great game, but it is what it is. An ugly win is better than, you know, an ugly loss. True. Duke's running back at 43 carries. Mateo Durant is a beast. He's their whole offense. He's their all. I got him. And then Holmberg throws to that Bobo guy. But other than that, they don't have much going for him. But, I mean, they're, the, the past two weeks, I think he's had over 35 carries. I don't remember what he had the week before, but I know it was a lot. Putting up them Derrick Henry carry stats. I, I mean, he's really good. Like, he's not, like, flashy. Um 
like I said, he kind of reminds me of Jameer with his shiftiness. But then when he hits a hole, he just hits it, and he's tough to tackle. He doesn't have the top end speed, but like, there are a couple of times where if he'd had, you know, that top end speed, he'd take it to the house on us. But he's effective, and they run the shit out of him. So, um, yeah. But he's going to have some mileage by the time he's done after this year. Yeah, well, it's good to come out with a win in games that you're supposed to win, even if it doesn't look great the whole way through. Yeah, what's um, crazy is the reason why I don't bet is Vegas had the spread at four. With a last-minute touchdown at the end of the game, we uh, took the lead of, with four points. Game ended at four points. So, you know how many people pushed on that game? It's crazy how accurate they are. Yeah, it's very scary. It's, it's – it's, I don't know. I not At the end of the game, with a minute left, we score, and that many people push. That's – that's, that's weird. At least they didn't lose their money. Yeah, but still, I mean, the, the accuracy there is just insane. Yeah, yeah well, um, Davini, why don't you tell us uh, about I gotta, I'll, I'll talk. I got a question for Sid. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Do you think Jeff Sims is ever going to get over the uh, the turnover bug? I mean, my heart or my gut wants to say, yeah. Um, the, his his ceiling is just ridiculously high. Yeah. If he cuts those turnovers down, I mean, he he can take us places. He's just so uh, gifted with, like, his athletic ability. Um, he makes good reads, I feel like. It's just when it breaks down up front for him, he makes stupid decisions. So I'm kind of my hope is that eventually the offensive line gets to the point where he doesn't have that much of an issue with it, because when when he's not pressured, he he makes good decisions. And there's times when you see him, he's decisive with the ball, and he knows where he's going, and it's on the money. And he also made some really nice throws um, Saturday, one for a touchdown pass to Kyrick McGowan to the back corner, and it was on like a a back post to the back pylon. And one of our receivers is throwing his hands up while the ball's in the air because it was just a dime. He knew it before he even caught it. And then the, the last throw, the touchdown, was off his back foot, 40-something yards, a dime in the front of the end zone. It took to Adonikis. So, like, you see these these glimpses of what you can get from him. It's just the mental errors. I, I feel like – I mean, yeah, he was a true freshman last year. Technically, he's a freshman again with the COVID year or whatever. So, he's still really young. Um, I don't know how good – patent note is at developing quarterbacks I mean I think that's kind of still to be seen so that could be an issue or that could be I don't know well that's yeah. kind of to be determined so we'll see I sure hope so because he's he's really good if if he uh cuts down on those mental mistakes yeah I gotcha um well I'll get into the Georgia Auburn game deep south oldest rivalry <laughs> Yeah, ain't much of a rivalry, uh, you know, these past couple of years. Um, we no, haven't had many rivalries these past couple of years. To <laughs> That's true. Um, I would say Bama is because we can't seem to be able to beat them. Um, but um, we've won 16 out of the last 21 meetings um, against Auburn. Um, so, you know, every year that they come out and – you know, say they're going to do something, it usually doesn't happen unless they have one of those miracle plays. I call it the Auburn luck. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
went in there with hostile environment, uh, came out with a big W, 34-10, uh, cleared the spread of what was like 18, I think, or 15. I don't really remember. Um, offensively, um, Stetson Bennett started at quarterback. Uh, I'll get into him later. I want to say something about him. Uh, we ran the ball pretty well, uh, especially last drive of the game. Um, the last drive of the game, we only ran, actually. Um, Zamir White um, has looked promising this year. Um, I know even y'all were... He does, he does look a lot better this year. He's yeah. finishing. He's finishing runs a lot better. Yeah, he's he looks better on his knee. He doesn't look hesitant going through the holes, you know, and stopping before contact. Um, he looks a lot looks a lot more polished this year. Which James Cook looks good to me too. Yeah, James Cook is also a runner. He's always been good out of the backfield uh, in passing situations, but running the ball, he's gotten really good as well. Um, yeah, Zeus is our leading leading rusher, 18 carries, 80 yards, two tutties. Shout out to Lad McConkey. Um, the boy leading the team in receptions and yards. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman, former three-star recruit. Georgia was his only power five offer. Um, and with all the uh, injuries in our wide receiver room, he has taken advantage of that and been able to show what he is capable of and he is a beast in the slot um yeah he is you know that's part of the reason why we haven't seen Kiaris Jackson much in the offense even though Kiaris was hurt the first couple games you know he could have easily come back but Lad just taken over um so you haven't really seen Kiaris do much on the offensive side of the ball um he's still returning punts but he only has a couple catches on the year because Lad Lad McConkey's doing it to him. He's got good good route running. He runs like a four or five. I mean, he's, he can catch the ball. He he can do it all. Um, offensive line. Uh, we had Jamari go out early. Uh, he got his ankle rolled up on. So the freshman, uh, redshirt freshman, Broderick Jones had to step in. Um, he did okay. Uh, not great, but he did good for a young guy coming in, pretty much playing the whole game. Um, but I've also heard that uh, Jamari it will possibly possibly be back for the Kentucky game this Saturday. Um, they, didn't, they said there wasn't that much swelling in the ankle. They just didn't want him to play the rest of the game and make it worse. Yeah. Because um, we have offensive linemen that are all about the same, to be honest with you. Um, Physicality-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so getting back on the offensive side, Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, arguments going around the internet right now about um, should he be the starting quarterback, should he not be the starting quarterback. You know, is he a backup? He's better than JT. He's not better than JT. Well, this is what I think. I think um, Stetson is a quarterback you can put in there that's, you know, can win you football games. Um, you know, we've seen it at the beginning of last year and this year, um, but that's when we are able to run the football. 
Stetson can win games. When we can't run the football and we have to pretty much throw the whole game, Stetson uh, is very scary. He's very inconsistent. Um, you know, uh, everyone talks about how he's doing well, throwing the ball 20-plus yards. Well, those guys he's thrown to are wide open. You know, it's not really not really hard to hit or miss a wide open receiver running downfield if you're in college. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I think JT is definitely the starter in my eyes. Um, he's just – he lacks the mobility, obviously, that Stetson has. But, you know, Stetson – wait, he has mobility-wise. JT makes up for um, his ability to – throw in tight windows and yeah. anticipate where the wide receiver is going to be. Cause if you watch Stetson, he throws to the open receiver and, you know, sometimes, you know, it works out, but you know, sometimes it's too late. If you see a guy open and you throw it, um, it gives the corner of the safety enough time to make a break on the ball. Um, and JT is better at um, anticipating the route. Um, yeah. So throw it before he gets open. Yeah. Um, Stetson, Stetson's just not going to go in there and like take over a game and win it. But I feel like JT can just because, like you said, Stetson does really well throwing to open receivers, but JT does really well throwing receivers open. Yeah. So what so. is the deal? So is JT they're just resting him as long as they think they need to? I, that's pretty much what they're saying. Um, he's he's dressing out. Y'all seen that? He's throwing. In practice, he's throwing in warm-ups. It's just – I don't know if it's a coach thing or a JT thing. You know, I don't think we're ever going to know. You know, you never know those things. You know, it's everybody so has strange. their opinion. Yeah. yeah it, it's weird. Because it's weird to me that it's a lat issue, though, and not – like, I, don't under, I don't understand his knee or something because, you know, if he gets hit once, it's season ending. But, like, his lat, like – I don't know, but what like what does that even mean? I don't I don't even know. I, I thought it was originally an oblique issue. Yeah, it was oblique, and now they're saying lie. I don't know. I'm guessing it's like just oblique and lie area. I mean, you think you think they say like, oh yeah, he like pulled a muscle in his back, or maybe it's just like one of his ribs or something. Yeah, but they're not even saying he pulled a muscle. They're just saying lat injury. Yeah, they like to keep those things real vague. Yeah, so there's no telling. I'm sure at the end of the year they'll come out and say, oh, he had four broken ribs or some BF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's but, very yeah. strange because I, I, it was it was strange the way his injury deal went down last year. Like he had the mental issues and the, the confidence issues in his knee and like he was cleared to play and then he wasn't playing like, and now it's like we're almost back to something like that. It's just very strange. I don't I know, understand dude. it. Literally, we're back to last season. It's, it's but he's, I, and I mean, it's. I, I definitely don't think it's a situation where Stetson's just taking his job. Oh no, he's he's clearly better. He can clear you when he gives you a better chance to win big ball games. Absolutely, Stetson, Stetson right now just is good enough to go out there and not lose you a ball game. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And. I mean, do y'all necessarily need him right now? No, y'all are blowing, blowing people out of the damn water. doesn't matter. But there's going to come a time when maybe your defense has a bad day or maybe you have injuries on defense and you're giving more than a one touchdown a game up, you know? 
Yeah. And their defense is not going to be turning guys wide wide open and turning guys loose in the secondary. Absolutely. And you're going to need JT. And it's it's hard to come cold off the bench. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So it's, it's just strange. But, hey, I mean, it's easy to bitch about when you're – you're winning, you know, like with this, you got to have something to bitch about, right? Always. <laughs> I mean, it was like uh, last year we saw it um, when Stetson, he did the same thing uh, early in the year. He won, he beat Arkansas, Auburn, you know, he beat all these teams. And then we, we play Alabama, yeah. we play Florida, and we lose. Yeah. Um, I mean, kinda, I, I, give him, I give him a break on Alabama. I mean, <laughs> but, well, yeah. But it, I, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, Stetson relies on the the rhythm of the run game, you know, and the linebackers respecting the run. So they come up and stack the box so he has more open lanes to throw to because he likes throwing to guys that he sees are open. He's yeah. not good at throwing people open. So Yeah, you make a good point there. If I'm a defense that – I if I'm a Florida or an Alabama, I'm just going to commit to the run, and I'm going to make a guy like Stetson Bennett beat me and oh, see, yeah. if he, see if he can. I mean, Zach Calzada did. Yeah, you does. know. So I mean, if if you're Bama, I'm I'm gonna do exactly what you're talking about. I'm just gonna commit to the run and, and make Stetson sit back there and beat me. Yep. And that's why uh, we saw it last year in the first half we were beating Bama with Stetson, and that's because we were running the ball. The second half, Saban shut down the run. I think we had like under 20 yards rushing the second half, and yeah. he made Stetson beat us or beat them, and he couldn't. And, you know, the, the game after that, Mississippi State, um, if JT didn't start that game, we would have lost. We Mississippi State stacked the box with eight guys the entire game. We rushed for, like, 40 yards. And the only reason we won by three points is because JT snapped. He threw right. for, like, 400 yards. You know, if, if yeah. Stetson played that game, we I don't think we would have won. Right. He won't know to – throw the ball like JT can, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. So it, I don't think it's going to be an issue uh, against Kentucky this weekend, but like you said, against these games that are coming up, you know, in the future, I'd love to see JT at least get out there and freaking just get some damn reps, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, I mean – it, it, it takes it takes a defense that has the ability to commit to the run and stop the run, right? I mean, y'all have not played really a team that has the ability to do that yet. No. But there will come a time, whether it's in the playoffs or whenever, where a team has the – they may not have the ability to shut down both, but they're going to lock down the run and see what happens. So, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. Um, but injury-wise, uh, Jermaine Burton didn't play all game. Um He's expected to be back. Aaron Smith, a name you haven't heard probably since the first two weeks. Yeah, um, I was going to ask he, what happened to him. Yeah, he he will also be back. Uh, he was dealing with like a uh, pull muscle or something like that, or muscle strain in his leg. Um, there are a couple guys, a couple wide receivers coming back. Um, uh, switch to defense, you know, <laughs> not much else to say. You know, phenomenal game. Uh, shout out to another um, – uh, lone soldier Dan Jackson. Um, he ended up playing a majority of the game because Christopher Smith uh, separated his shoulder early in the first quarter um, and sat out the rest of the game. So the uh, walk-on free safety led the team in tackles. 
um, on Saturday. So that was, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. But uh, Smith is expected to be back this weekend. Um, and you also might see Tyke a little bit since uh, Smith, uh, his shoulders banged up. Um, Keely Ringo is playing phenomenal on the outside. Um, almost had a second pick of the year. Um, that pass that was completed was just an incredible throw by Bo Nix down the sideline, uh, back shoulder. Um, the defensive line, you know, it speaks for itself. Dominant. Um, this Saturday against Kentucky is going to be probably the best offensive line we see until um, the, you know, the end of the year. Um, Kentucky has a really good offensive line, so we're going to see how that stacks up. But, you know, other than that, Nicobe had his first pick. I'm still loving what we're seeing. We're getting pressure on Bo Nix. Um, we're stopping the run game completely. Auburn came in with averaging 230 yards on the ground. They only had 46 all game. Bo Nix had negative 16 rushing yards. We sacked him four times. Um, we took his lunch. So, you know, it was, it was good to see. And uh, he threw his first pick of the year as well. So, yeah, um, that's about all I got. Yeah. Um, Auburn looked, looked decent the first drive, and then it was kind of downhill for them from there. Um, but, yeah, another dominant win for Georgia. But I guess I'll go ahead and go. Uh, South Carolina went to Knoxville to take on Tennessee and got embarrassed. Um, end, of, end of the game was 45-20. Um, I mean, in the first quarter, Tennessee put up 28 points, four straight drives, four straight touchdowns. Um, yeah, we just didn't have an answer defensively. And offensively, we just couldn't get anything going. Um, on our – I think it was our third possession – um, after it was already 14-0, we had a first and goal on the one-yard line and um, ran a little wildcat play and then tried to run a trick play where we had a de defensive end throwing the ball and it got picked off. So, um, you know, you don't like to say that you lost the game on one play, but that seems like a a play you can point out to where it really, really kept going downhill because um, after that they scored on that drive and then um, and then they just keep scoring. Um, you know, uh, at the end of the first half, it was 38 to seven. And, you know, with a team like South Carolina right now, there, we're, there's just no way we're going to come back from that. Um, but, you know, the defense, what they weren't prepared for how fast Tennessee, Tennessee's offense runs. Um, I don't know how, uh, you'd think that that would be something they worked on a lot in preparation for Tennessee because of because they did the exact same thing to Missouri. But um, I don't know. We were playing a, a sort of soft zone coverage and just giving them all sorts of little screens and, and this and that until, you know, we started um, – we pushed up to the line of scrimmage and they, they hit us over the top for, for a couple touchdowns. So we just didn't really have an answer in the first half. Um, second half seemed like we made some pretty good – have some adjustments, you know, probably that paired with uh, Tennessee probably taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, you know, 
overall offensive offensive play calling seems like it's getting a little bit better, which is difficult to say when we got beat by 25 points. But um, except for that goal on play, yeah, that was really really horrible. Um, I don't know why you I don't know why you call that there. It doesn't make any sense. That was that was, that's a play that you use at the end of the game with like a minute left. Yeah, for some time. yeah yeah. Or like a two-point conversion or something. Yeah, that's not a play used in the first quarter. When you're trying to stop a 14-0 run and then <laughs> yeah. you proceed to to make it a 28-0 run. But, yeah, just stupid things like that. It just – you know, South Carolina is just not a, not a really good team right now. Um, but, you know, like I said, I thought the play calling was was a little bit better um, other than a few things. Uh, the running the running game looked look to be – uh, a little bit better. It seems to be kind of progressing week to week, getting a little bit better. Um, I guess offensive line is starting to kind of settle in and and play faster because it seems like they and it's still on on a lot of plays. Seems like they're they're thinking too much and they're moving too slow on a lot of pin and pull runs. That the the pulling guard just isn't getting around fast enough. Um, just seems like they're they're not playing as fast as they can because they're too bogged down thinking about what they need to be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say. It was, it was a winnable game. Um, you know, unless you let them do what they did to Missouri, which is exactly what we, we let them do. Um, they hopped on us quick and, and we, there's no way we could come back from that, but, um, I think there's still things to build on, you know, we're three and three, the season's not over. Um, Tennessee was favored in this game. Um, but you really hate to to see a game lost in the first quarter. Um, but yeah, we bounce back and then we come back next week. So, I mean, I I think kind of going into this game, it kind of felt like one of those games where it like Hendon Hooker recently took over for them, and it was kind of one of those things where their offense could really just kind of gel at one time and. I think it was kind of bad timing. If you get them a little bit earlier this year, I think that's a different game. Yeah. Um, sometimes teams just luck up and press that right button at the right time. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'd be necessarily all that, you know, upset about that loss. Like you said, it does suck to lose that one in the first half, essentially. But it's kind of one of those where you just flush it, regroup, and try to keep improving, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's 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 weird because they did the same thing to Missouri, like I've been saying. But I don't know. It's like it's like they come out and just run, just move in completely different formations and stuff because the defense just looks so confused. You'd think that they would have watched the film on it. And I don't know what what they have going on over there. Um, Josh Heupel has has drawn up some good plays, but I don't know. Yeah, you know? I mean it's 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 almost as unique as preparing for the triple option, really, with the, as fast as they go and the things they do. I mean, they're they're gonna throw it deep and they're gonna just do a bunch of different things. So I, I think they're really multiple. So that's it's not an easy task, especially for a new defensive system that y'all are running. So like I said, I mean a coach put, pushes the button at the right time and they put Hen and Hooker in there and he just kinda has taken off a little bit, caught some steam. So yeah. Kind of bad timing. It's yeah. also a good a good good takeaway from that game is y'all won the second half, so it's not like they were, you know, 
the better team well, by well, landslide. We won the we won all three. We won three quarters. Yeah, we just so. lost. We just really lost the first quarter. <laughs> first quarter was just a big <laughs> loss, insurmountable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, you move on to the next week. But before we go, we just got a shout out for last weekend being one of the best college football weekends I've probably ever seen with the Oklahoma comeback with, with Caleb Williams and Alabama Crazy. falling and the Ole Miss Arkansas game was nuts. It was yeah. awesome. Um, if we do and have Alabama out there, Iowa, I suggest State. none of y'all ever get married in the fall because I missed a majority of the wedding. Dude, Paul because I had to go to a wedding. Yeah. That they should be outlawed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I had to listen to us win the t- win the game over the radio on the way. Oh, I was yes. Uh, me and my dad were <laughs> not happy, but you do those kind of things, you know. Yeah. No. Well. Well, there you go. Um, for anyone out there listening, thank you for tuning in. There are recaps for week six, and uh, we'll catch you next episode. Peace.